Global Business News 24 hours a day at Bloomberg.com, the Radio Plus mobile app, and on your radio. This is a Bloomberg Business Flash. From Bloomberg World Headquarters, I'm Charlie Pellet. Stocks are records. So right now, the Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ are all pushing higher. And this update is brought to you by J.P. Morgan Asset Management. They're committed to arming advisors with investment solutions to solve the toughest retirement challenges. Visit jpmorgan.com slash funds slash defend of the future. J.P. Morgan Distribution Services, Inc. The Dow, the S&P, NASDAQ all advancing on this Tuesday. We have got the S&P 500 index up two points to 2506, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. Dow Industrials up 40, a gain of two-tenths of one percent. NASDAQ up three, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. A developing story to tell you about a powerful 7.2 magnitude earthquake has struck near Mexico City, toppling buildings and extinguishing lights as thousands of people fled. Smoke plumes rose near the financial thoroughfare of Paseo de la Reforma, which was flooded with people as buildings swayed. Fallen concrete and shattered glass littered the streets. Uh, streets Mexico City has activated its emergency response system. At least one building collapsed in the Roma neighborhood. And President Enrico Peña Nieto is returning to Mexico City. So again, uh, Mexico rocked by a 7.2 quake. This on the anniversary of the 1985 devastation from an earthquake then. Stay with Bloomberg for the latest on this developing story. Again, U.S. equities are higher. Gold up to uh, 32 now, a gain of two-tenths of 1% to 1309. West Texas Intermediate Crude down six-tenths of 1% to 4963. Housing starts dropped again in August. And with more on the story, here's Bloomberg's Vinny Del Judice. It's the sixth decline since the start of the year. The Commerce Department report housing starts dropped 0.8% last month to 1.18 million at an annual rate. The weakness was confined to apartments and other multifamily projects. Single-family starts were up. Hurricane Harvey may have figured into the tally as the amount of data collected from Texas was lower than usual. The next report should illustrate the impact of the recent storms on home builders. Benny Dell, Judice, Bloomberg Radio. And again, recapping equities higher. S&P advancing 2 to 25.06, a gain there of one-tenth of one percent. I'm Charlie Pellet, and that's a Bloomberg Business Flash. All right, Charlie Pellet, thank you so much. You're listening to Bloomberg Markets right here on Bloomberg Radio. They're stumping the band, and then there's the band stumping the band. Ah, Dave Wilson, you stumped me again. What What do you got there? Real, real, real. That's what I got. Okay, and it's, it's part of your chart of the day because? Because it tracks an indicator called real earnings yield. And when I say real, whenever you hear that pop up in terms of markets or the economy, it means inflation adjusted. So, yeah, you're taking inflation into account. And in this case, we're talking about a real earnings yield. So, in essence, you start out with, since we're looking at the S&P 500 here, you look at earnings, right? I mean, Or you can just look at the price-earnings ratio in the index and sort of turn it on its head. You know, for example, if you've got a, a P.E. of 25, that works out to a 4% earnings yield. And then presume inflation's at two percent. The real earnings yield would be just that two percent. So that's sort of how you come up with a number. 
And it's something that Ed Yardani, who's the uh, president and chief investment strategist at Yardani Research, had uh, in his uh, report from yesterday. And he actually attributed it to uh, another uh, investment pro, uh, John Aprizis, the uh, chief investment officer at Evercourt Wealth Management. And it, it's it's that process of you know trying to figure out when you adjust for earnings, when you adjust for inflation, is the S and P five hundred really all that expensive at this point? Because clearly, I mean, given the records that we've seen in the index, you know that's the concern uh, that comes up. I mean, when you look at it in a historical context, the answer is not really because you know you think about it, the yield goes down, and that means you stand to earn less as an investor going forward. And by historical standards, the yield at the moment isn't that low. Uh, the chart actually kind of presents a version of the numbers that uh, Yardeni and Aprizizi uh, focus on. Uh, nonetheless, uh, it, it does kind of paint the same picture. And if you want to know more, folks, send me an email. I'll get you the chart, the explanation that goes with it. And everything I do going forward, the email address is dwilson at bloomberg.net. That's dwilson at bloomberg.net. Dave, what does real earnings tell us or how does it relate to the S&P 500 index behavior, if anything? Well, I mean, what it tells you is you, know, you look back and you can see cases uh, certainly in the 70s. Uh, more recently at the peak of the 90s bull market and, you know, to some extent in 2007 as well, when the real earnings yield was negative. And that's when you know stocks are really expensive. Now you're about two and a half, three percent So you're still uh, earning enough, at least by this yardstick, uh, to suggest that stocks are not in the category of excessive overvaluation, as your Denny put it. Yeah, fun to kind of bring into the conversation as we try to figure out whether or not the market is overvalued. Um, certainly never overvalued is the view of Carl Riccadonna, our chief U.S. economist at Bloomberg You're Intelligence. You're consistently undervalued. <laughs> yes, indeed. You are both too kind. <laughs> We're in a good mood today. Uh, joining us uh, in our Bloomberg 1130 studio, um, you, got a lot, you got a lot going on. A lot going on. We have the uh, the, the big one uh, coming tomorrow. The, Kahuna, and the, huh? the, the Fed's hoping Kahuna. it's not the big one uh, <laughs> in terms of uh, market impact, but uh, this is a very significant moment uh, for reversing an unconventional uh, policy tool. The Fed quadrupled the size of its balance sheet uh, during the course of the uh, financial crisis, and tomorrow they will announce the start date presumably the beginning of October, uh, for the beginning of the move in the other direction. Uh, and they can postulate uh, and hypothesize as to what uh, will likely come about. But this is something that has never happened before, so it's very difficult to model that. We um, talked with Joe Weisenthal, our Bloomberg Markets editor, earlier, and he, he made some reference to some comments by Bill Dudley earlier this year saying that, you know, that the Fed might avoid a simultaneous rate hike and bond runoff. In other words, as they start to run off the balance sheet, they might just kind of play it cool when it comes to any any kind of moves with interest rates to kind of see what happens. Yes, this is uh, what we call the uh, the Dudley pause. Uh, we'll put <laughs> that in air pause. quotes. Uh, and uh, basically, Bernanke put exactly the Greenspan Dudley, put or the Greenspan Bernanke put, put yeah. the uh, the Dudley pause. Um, so. 
what what's likely to happen here? So the Fed is uh, easing off on one policy lever as they begin pushing on this uh, unconventional uh, policy lever because they don't know exactly uh, what the market fallout uh, will be. Mm-hmm. Uh, they're hoping it's not significant and they're hoping they're moving slowly, gradually, deliberately. Uh, but that will be determined uh, as as uh, the uh, pace of the unwind uh, ramps up uh, over the course of the next uh, several months. And and because of that, uh, they'll they'll need to do less on the interest rate side. I still think December yeah. uh, stays in play, but I think we will see a softer profile uh, over the course of the next couple of years. And in fact, in our preview of this Fed meeting, uh, we revised our Fed funds call. Uh, we now expect only two hikes per year over the course of the next three years. That wow. compares to what the Fed was signaling, which was three hikes per year over the next uh, two years. Wow. Pulling that back. Well, um, uh, is there any sense of the market sort of preparing itself to uh, to accept the sale of, of what's coming off this balance sheet? Well, I think expectations are uh, low for volatility, so they are uh, you know they're largely expecting that uh, Treasury supply to come back into the market, and, and the same thing to be uh, true for uh, mortgages. Uh, where I think we'll potentially see the smoke and the sparks uh, will be in the FX market, uh, because uh, as the Fed embarked on QE, we saw the trade-weighted dollar fall to a three-decade low. I have to think that as we reverse that engine, uh, then the dollar moves in the other direction as well, and uh, uh, as that happens, then that's where you get the feedback, the negative feedback loop uh, into the economy where it impairs uh, the export sector and uh, uh, and through some other channels as well. Dave Wilson, ahead of uh, that Fed meeting tomorrow, uh, what are equity investors kind of focusing on? Well, it, it's really a matter of where do rates go from here and how does that play out, especially when you look at the financial stocks and the interest rate sensitive areas of the market, uh, you know, beyond that utilities, real estate and so on. All right. Going to leave it on that note. Gentlemen, thank you so much. Dave Wilson, Stocks Editor at Bloomberg News, along with our Carl Riccadonna, Chief U.S. Economist at Bloomberg Intelligence, our in-house group of analysts right here on Bloomberg. It's Adrian Mitchell right now. She's got some national and world headlines in her 991 newsroom in Washington, D.C. Thank you, Corey. A strong earthquake centered near Mexico City has toppled at least one building. People ran out into the streets in the financial center when it hit. The quake followed earthquake drills earlier in the day. It's the anniversary of a 1985 quake that did major damage in Mexico City. President Trump is calling on North Korea to abandon its nuclear program and warning of consequences if it doesn't. The president, in his first speech at the United Nations, used his nickname for Kim Jong-un. Rocket Man is on a suicide mission for himself and for his regime. The United States is ready, willing and able, but hopefully... This will not be necessary. Bloomberg's Nick Wadham says the president's statement appears unprecedented. It's the first time I remember uh, covering a, a General Assembly debate where the leader of one member state basically threatened to obliterate another, as, as President Trump did with North Korea. So a lot of uh, very tough talk. At the same time, I think a lot of countries will be sort of encouraged by this speech because he basically said the U.S. prioritizes uh, each country keeping its own interests in mind and the U.S. would not impose its values on other countries. Trump said he will always put America first and that his fellow leaders should also put their countries first. The Caribbean island nation of Dominica is reeling from the impact of another Category 5 hurricane. The storm is expected to hit Puerto Rico and the U.S. Virgin Islands tonight and tomorrow. Maria has winds of up to 160. Global News 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,700 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Adrian Mitchell.